We made this. Hello and welcome to Don't Say the C Word, the daily podcast during difficult times where I talk to a different guest about a different topic every single day of the week. With me at this time is Bobby Cash. Hello, Bobby Cash. Hello, Mark Adams. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. Even to this day, I've known you for like, what, seven years. Your name still makes me smile because it sounds like a gimmick name, but it's actually your real name. It, it is. When I first met you in what would have been 2012-ish, 2013, like you said. You're not the only one. Everyone was always asking me, is that your shoot name or is it your gimmick? No, it's real. It is my actual name. Most of my guests have been like through wrestling. I'm trying not to talk about wrestling on this podcast, but in a world where everyone picks names that make them sound cooler, Bobby Cash is a pretty cool name. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's a good one. I've been, I've been very blessed. There is literally only one person that I, that immediately comes to mind that I've ever met in wrestling that has a better real life name than, than you do. Uh, did you ever meet Max Angelus? No. Well, Max Angelus's real name was Maximilian Angelus. That's an incredible name. We should team. Love so Max. Hit me up if you want to be the. Uh... The team that goes by the name of these are our real names. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Max Angelus. He hasn't been around for years, but he was a good guy. <laughs> anyway, that's not what we're talking about. What are we no. talking about, Bobby Cash? Well, uh, I messaged you and said that I'd be interested in coming on because mm. I just need some friends. And um... <laughs> I think we all do while we're in our houses, don't we? And we, yeah, we were just—I was just having a think in my head about what what can I talk about. And obviously, I like wrestling, but this isn't what that is. No, and no I like, And I like football, but you don't. Oh, I've <laughs> heard of football. Steve Bull, Peter Beardsley, oh Rene Higita, Carlos how, Valderrama. How old are you? And I'm right. <laughs> oh, no, John Barnes, he rapped on that. Your 1994 knowledge of football is excellent. So I thought, as I was having a think, I was thinking to myself, and I was like, what do I do? What do I like? What do, I, what do I like to talk about? And I thought, of, oh, what about this programme I've watched? But then I thought, no, I've only just finished it, so I'm not really, I'm a bit biased against how amazing it is. Mm. And I thought, what do I do with myself all day? And I was like, watch children's television with my three-year-old. And I have thought about this, like, before we decided to do this. I have t- talked about it before, about how different children's TV is now than it was when I was growing up mm. and also when I, I assume when you were growing up too and um, that's the thing isn't it you're right in the center of millennial whereas I'm right on the tail end of gen x which essentially means I grew up in the late 80s early 90s you grew up in the late 90s early thousands and your child yeah. is a different generation to you as well generation z I think they are now aren't they is that what it is I've no idea I don't even know I know mm. that I'm millennial yeah but yeah I was just thinking to myself about how every parent does this they try and turn their kids onto the programs that we liked yes 
it's just the fact. I mean, you are not a parent, as I last time I checked. No thanks. Um, but I'm sure that there are listeners who out there who are parents, and if you sit there and say that you've not put on a program that you love for your children in the hope that they'll love it too, you're a liar. Because <laughs> you've definitely done it. I had a similar thing with James Greenwood when I talked to him about children's books. Yeah. I have deliberately, and he's not even my child, but with my nephew, I've deliberately bought him the books that I loved as a kid. And mm-hmm. the reality is, those are from the fucking 70s. The Tiger That's, That Came uh, yeah. to Tea is well old, but it's still a well good book. I mean, the perfect example, right? My favourite programme when I was a kid mm. was Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, it was I bloody loved Thomas the Tank. Magical. I've got all the trains still. They are now in my son's bedroom. Like, I had them all growing up. He now had them all. So they've all been passed over, which is lovely. Now, when he was first getting responsive to what he was seeing on TV... Now, disclaimer, the television does not raise my son. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> this is when... <coughs> I'm not one of those people who just, just okay, shut up. Watch this. Go away. No, I'm not one of the, I'm not one of those parents. Absolutely, my wife works in a school. She would never allow that. So Thomas Tank Engine. When he first started showing it to him, I would only show him the first two seasons with Ringo Starr. I would only show him those two because they're the best two. But that's my opinion. <laughs> Who replaced Ringo Starr? Max Angelus's dad, Michael Angelus. Maybe it uh, was Max Angelus's <laughs> dad. Maybe it was. Yeah, Michael Angelis replaced him in season three. Now, season three and four and five, they're okay. They've got the moments. Quality drops a bit. But the thing is, what I loved about it so much was it was model trains and it was all stop motion and you the models and it was you know all done by one guy, Ringo Starr, and he had that great voice and yeah, yep. and you know it just took you away and the they were all taken from the books that were written back in the early 20th century so it was all developed stories and the, and the stories were they were they were they were investing yes for a children's tv show they were investing you know you would sit there like oh what's gonna happen now this is mm. really this is really good but now in 2020 as we are mm. and in the last five mm. to six maybe even 10 years i'm not even sure thomas the tank engine is now cgi Boo. Yeah, the whole thing is CGI. The narrator is the same guy, still. Max Angelis. Um, <laughs> yes, shout out, Max Angelis. But every character now has their own voice actor. Oh, no, no, no. Do not like. And they seem to have dropped the demographic from older toddlers. You know, like four, five, yeah. six. Now it's more like two, three, early four. So the the stories are... I don't know how to, how to explain it. Do you know what I'm coming... Do you know where I'm coming from? Yeah, I do. But I think that is reflective of what we're expecting of our kids these days. And in that's the another 80s, point. Absolutely. In, in the 80s, I, I, you know, I, I went outside and played with a stick and a skateboard for hours on end. Mm-hmm. Whereas I, th- I do think there's a lot more pressure on educating kids earlier and competition yeah. between parents like my uh, kid yeah. walked first my kids learned this first that there just wasn't in the 80s and 90s for you and i think maybe because thomas the tank engine is considered 
simplistic. Maybe they have lowered the age. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's three. Uh, I'm yeah. sure when I was a kid, it, it was the Teletubbies or whatever. Yeah, well, the, the thing is with, with, with Thomas is that now my son loves the new version. He doesn't watch the old version anymore. Every time he says he wants to watch Thomas, I would put the old one on. And then immediately he'd be like, no, not that one. Or the other one. And I was like, oh, no. Because it has a new theme song as well, and it's really annoying. What? Uh, oh, yeah, I'll send it you after this. It's no, thank shocking. you. I don't need on, to see that. You need to experience this with me. I don't want um, to. It's when you have a programme that was such a big staple of your childhood, and you see it later down in later life when you've got your own kids, and you think, oh, wow, cool, it's still on TV. And then you put it on, and it's completely different. I think Transformers mm. is the same. It was massive, and then I think they may have rebooted it. Yeah, they've rebooted a lot of stuff, and apparently Thundercats was wretched. I rewatched original Thundercats, right? And that was wretched anyway. That broke my heart. So I know. if yeah. it's even worse than original Thundercats, it must be absolutely dismal. Yeah. I was talking to my wife about it just get technical she's got like a degree in early childhood studies and all that kind of stuff so i asked her i said to her i said what is it about kids tv that these channels are looking for and they've they said well what they've done is they've moved from stories with lots of words they've moved from the storybook style to more of a words and pictures style and Mm. colors and like the perfect example of the biggest, well, probably the biggest one at the moment that every parent who listens to this has watched at least once is Mr. Tumble. I haven't watched something, that. Something, something special. It's on, not that I would expect you to go out and watch it. No. It's, <laughs> it's Mr. Tumble. It's, his alter ego is a guy called Justin Fletcher. He's the host and he meets up with, with children and, does little activities and then it goes over to the alternate universe where there's Mr. Tumble who's dressed like a clown and he's a bit childlike in his brain and every single child who's ever watched it knows who he is straight away. Mm. My son can hear his voice and runs over. It's one of them. It's fascinating about how it's a, it's a good program. It teaches you sign language. That's um, cool. Which is really which is really cool. But it's it's, it's very noticeable about mm. how influential he is in terms of getting children to learn mm. getting I mean, children to learn to learn a new skill so uh, i want to ask you about grown-ups and their relationship with children's tv because mm-hmm. uh, i i do feel like it is more <coughs> acceptable for grown-ups to enjoy kids tv now the example i would give you have you seen that kind of YouTube meme of the Lazy Town thing with the dance that everyone seems to have seen a hundred yeah. times and parodied a hundred times? Yeah, I've, I've, I've watched Lazy Town. My sister has a 15-year-old, so when she was growing up about 10 years ago, Lazy Town was, was massive, yeah. So, yeah, I've seen I've, I've not seen that video. I may not have seen that video you're talking about, but I know what you're talking about. It's one that goes do 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 that one, and it's been parodied a hundred times by grown adults. And admittedly, we have more tech than we did when you and I were kids, particularly when I was a kid. But 
I just feel like it's more acceptable for adults to enjoy things that are aimed at younger viewers. And I think possibly uh, yeah. Harry Potter started that with people watching the films. I can definitely agree with that. Um, Harry Potter was read to me by my dad when I was a kid. He would, me and my sister, who's three years younger than me, every, every night, while we were, he would actually read them to us. Like, and that he's a big fan. I mean, I'm not a huge nerd about it or anything, but I do like them. Mm. And I think I agree with you. Yeah, there was a big it transitioned. Like parents and kids could enjoy this, this world. You know, I think. Yeah, I think these days. What What were some of your favourite things to watch when you were about four or five, six? So in my, right in my head, there are things that I now, with grown-up eyes, can see were. 70s re- repeats and then stuff that was new so for the 70s repeats there was stuff like king rollo and crystal tips mm-hmm. and alistair and jamie and the magic torch they were yeah. all clearly stuff that were quite old but they were being repeated when i was young and then yeah. i look at stuff like he-man thundercats and um visionaries do you remember visionaries no they've all kind of died out people That's my what... age will be fond of he-man yeah but there hasn't been a remake of He-Man. No, not that I know of, no. Because that's this what I was trying to say. It's like, so He-Man or Thundercats, for example. Could you imagine your dad sitting with you and actually enjoying it because he enjoys it? Not because you like it. It's because he actually thinks it's quite funny. Yeah, or it's actually quite, quite cool. Whereas something um, like Adventure Time... That's brilliant. I loved Adventure Time. I, I didn't watch it with a child. I just watched it on my own because it had D&D references in it, you know? I never it's watched good, it. Good as in a grown-up, if you're into geeky stuff like Dungeons and Dragons and things like that. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it is a kid's program. <laughs> there's a level of sophisticated stuff, jokes that are put in for the adults that the kids miss, in a yeah. lot of kids' yeah. TV now that you just like, didn't have in the 80s and 90s. I'll give you a great example. Mm. SpongeBob SquarePants. Okay. I've not watched out... very much of that at all. No, no, I, I, no. So that came out in 1999. I'll try not to hurt your feelings, but I was eight. Sod off. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first watched that, loved it, as I did love all Nickelodeon at that point. Mm. But then I watched it about a year or so ago for just thought, oh, let's just give it. It was the same situation. Let's give it a go. See if he likes it. And I put it on and I laughed at so many jokes that I didn't get when I was younger. It's very strange how you can watch something in two different times in your life and you can what you can enjoy it for different reasons mm. it's like shrek you watch shrek i love shrek. shrek yeah again when that came out i was young and i really enjoyed it i was about <laughs> 20 i always forget that you're never mind um... <laughs> Rude! <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking you're as old as you, you're as old as you feel and i feel about 50 so let's go <laughs> i feel like i've been 21 since i was 16 there you go so i remember we got shrek on vhs and absolutely rinsed it i used to watch it all the time and even to this day i can i know all of the script to Mm. this day and i've not i've not watched it in ages years years and years but it's amazing what things resonate with you and what you what you like to what you like to watch do you think that kids today who are let's say 1819 do you think they have the same bond with cartoons and stuff like like we did 
I don't know. Because I am in my early 40s, I don't have anything in common with people that age when it comes to children's TV. Someone like yourself, you'll have seen the repeats of stuff I liked, like I saw mm-hmm. the 70s repeats. And someone who has young children, I have watched things like Paw Patrol and is it PC masks or something? A few bits and bobs like that with my nephew. So parents who have children that are toddlers, I can, I've got something in common with. But people who are like 16 to 20, <coughs> there's almost like a gap in my children's TV knowledge. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Like I love nostalgia, as a lot of people my age do. Even as trivial as phone cases. You know, this is like a Game Boy, which I used to have. Um, like I've got the flux capacitor like dial on my as my phone case right now from back. Nice. Um, like, and that's because it's nostalgic. You know, I feel like teenagers today don't have that sort of connection. I just don't, I and I think that might play a part in the fact that they don't watch television. Are they too young for nostalgia at eighteen? Well, you know what I mean. Like, when an 18-year-old was six or seven, mm. that was 2009, right, 2008. Okay. Can you name any programs for kids that started then? That's the point. No, I can't, because no, I had no engagement not. with children's TV at that age. Yeah, I'm in a little bit of a different position, because my sister, my sister had her eldest child when I was 14. Mm. Like, so I was a young uncle, you know, so when she was three, four, five, I was 17, 18. So when I would babysit, we'd watch what she wanted to watch. And we make fun of her a lot because if Dora the Explorer comes up on TV or there's anything, we always, she's 15 now, she's on TikTok and she's cool and all that kind of stuff. But like when Dora the the Explorer comes on, you know that we're shouting you to come in and let's come in and see. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure she loves that oh she, she she's cool she finds it funny it's it's thing it's things like that i'm fascinated with how children are being raised these days in terms of eight nine ten eleven years old mm. about how they're now being raised by youtubers social media and tiktok and snapchat and that's what they spend their time doing these days. I would not be surprised if programs that are aimed at young teens, like you know, tweens, whatever they're called, tweens, yeah, yeah, will will die out. Mm. I think there won't be many, and that's due to the way that the world is going now in terms of what kids are into. Because there'll always be children's TV programs, like preschool age, because yeah. children are always going to be watching tv aren't they in some form or another um i just think that once they get to a certain age children won't watch tv anymore and that's probably a good thing and that's the thing they're consuming similar medium like i don't know watching i don't know let's say the yogs cast i'm not good on youtubers to be honest with you but watching them it's still watching it's just that technology has changed i think they, they will miss out on basically a favorite pub conversation that is children's TV. Oh, do you remember this? Oh, do you remember that? You know? Yeah. We are, the reason why I wanted to talk about this as well with you is that I started singing a children's TV theme song the other day, like right. last week. 
I don't know what I even remember what it was. It was just out of the blue. I just started singing it. And Lydia just turned to me, my wife. She just turned to me and just went, is that such and such? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. So then I got a compilation video on my phone of YouTube from all 90s TV shows. And we said, right, guess the theme song before the other person. And then Aww. we did. And it was, just, it, was just, it was just really fun. But it's like when an eight, nine, ten-year-old now grows up in 20 years and does this and just thinks, oh, do you remember PewDiePie? Do you remember YouTube? Oh, yeah. It's mm. like, and then that's it. That's the end of the conversation. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm worried about, maybe it's just one of those things about, you, you want your kids to be raised like you were, in a way. Mm. And it's just, can you I, do that? I know you're like only late 20s, but maybe we are being a pair of old fuddy-duddies. Mabes. Mabes. I am old. I am Mabes. Old. See, I you've got to be cool if you use Mabes. things like Mabes and totes, fam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old in spirit. Yeah, you are. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know. I just. I don't know if there's a point to anything that I'm saying. I just think it's more interesting, sort of, how different people work. I don't think that there needs to be a point in these conversations that I have with people. It's just nice catching up with people and randomly focusing on a topic so thank you for being on the podcast today bobby cash it's been great chatting to you man do you have a top three children's tv theme song right now can i catch oh okay right okay before i sign off we will both do our top three theme songs so oh bloody hell you put me on the spot um um right so in third place he man i think and then ducktales and in the number one spot I don't see how anyone could ever dispute this. The 90s X-Men cartoon. Very good. I like it. What you got for me, Bobby Cash? See, see, now I'm really scared because I've asked you to do it and now I've got to think. Um, <laughs> I, was tra- I, was tra- I was trying to think while you were thinking, but that did- you just distracted me. Um, so three, I want to go with SpongeBob SquarePants theme song. Okay, good. I just think I, don't, I just think anyone who's watched it, as soon as you start the theme song, are you ready, kids? Everyone knows it, and away you go. I think I'm gonna go with. I'm just gonna go with the Thomas the Tank Engine theme song, the original one. It is it a beautiful just, thing. It's, it's a beautiful thing, and surprisingly, number one I'm gonna go with is a program that I didn't actually watch very much. Okay, but it's got a banging theme song. Pokemon. It is about oh the poker rap at the end as well. Pokemon theme song is way up there. Mm. It's amazing, but I never really watched it. But yeah, those are mine. All right, well, thanks for being on the podcast, mate. It's been great ch- catching up. I appreciate it, and uh, thank you for having me on. Thank you for listening to Don't Say the C Words. I'll be back tomorrow with a different guest and a different topic, and I will see you then. Don't Say the C Word is a podcast by me, Mark Adams. My Twitter handle is at MarkAdamsHC. The handle for the show is at Don't Say the C Pod. And we are part of the We Made This Network. That's at We Made This Pod. Thank you for listening, and we will see you tomorrow.
previously on the We Made This Network. The giddy carousel of pop. Carol Decker from Tapau, who were actually at number one with China in your hand when this issue of Smash Hits was uh, Indian news agents. Carol's really up for it. She knows what the kids want. They want stories about being sick in a cowboy boot, so they get that. I've fallen asleep with my head down the toilet many a time and Ronnie, who's out of the band, her boyfriend, has helped me throw up into a bucket. She's a short-tempered bitch, according to what it says here in the article. Doesn't she throw some stuff at him? Yes. Life's Milestones. So let's move on and talk about birth. When and where and how were you born? Through the vagina, I believe. Oh... (laughs) I've literally just said what a great man you are and you re- then you're really crude. Um, you are a very born, literal person. I was born at the outset of the National Health Service in 1947. Free with this month's issue. When we supported them, we brought loads of like family and friends and people. My parents and my sister came. And as everybody was walking along the, the drive to get up there, their tour bus was there. And their guitarist was standing in the doorway, beckoning at lots of underage girls <laughs> while wearing a T-shirt that said drugs. Unsuccessfully, and I think in a joking way that he was sort of beckoning. Okay. But Would have got me. <laughs> uh, yeah, my mum was not very impressed. <laughs> Neither was uh, my girlfriend at the time, Kelly, because I wouldn't let her go on the fucking tour. <laughs> Check out all of these shows and more on the We Made This podcast network. <laughs>